0: This... Kenzoil 400 Betting Picks Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets and visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Driver, start your
1: And good
0: afternoon, evening, wherever you're listening to this. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. Sorry for the terrible cold opening. Look, full, full disclosure, I've been up since way early this morning. Had a couple of deadlines to meet, so if I'm a little bit loopy today, then uh, forgive that. But we're here to deliver quality content, as we always do, despite my lack of sleep and Essentially, lack of words, but Cody, baby, it's Viva Las Vegas time as we get ready for the Pennzoil 400 from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Let's go.
1: Las Vegas, here we go. As we have been saying all season so far, this is where the real betting starts. This is where it's not such a crapshoot when you're placing bets, which as much as I love betting on Super Speedways after two of them, it's nice to get to this point. Uh, So I'm excited to talk about Las Vegas. You're going to be there on sunday covering the race up close for us that's going to be pretty awesome so make sure you're you're tuned to all the uh the socials and and the discord um rod will will have all kinds of great pictures and stuff over there so uh check all that out but yeah i'm excited man it's mile and a half intermediates these have been the best racing we've had in this new package um it's gonna be pretty hard to top last week but uh man yeah it's just i'm i'm real excited to go to a a quote-unquote regular racetrack.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of new folks in the Discord, obviously, like we uh, like we've discussed in the last couple of weeks. And for those of you who are new and have sort of kept up with these two super speedway type racing, uh, welcome to the real. <laughs> real NASCAR, and uh, we hope you enjoy it as much as you have the super speedways. But also, uh, a lot of what we talked about too in the Discord, as far as uh, I know, Cody has hit a lot on starting positions and and all that other stuff. So, great discussions going on over there in the Discord. This is always your pitch to go join in, say hello to the chat real quick. As for those of you watching on YouTube, thank you again for doing so. Dos Flacos, cheers, boys, cheers once Here. again. My water. Uh, Going to stay hydrated <laughs> and stay awake. Uh, Walter in the chat saying, what's up, Rod and Cody? Placed Kyle Bush at plus 950 as my outright pick for Vegas. Yeah, As you know, Walter, we'll get to that at the end for sure. And then, of course, John Little in the house. Rod, no sleep till Vegas. I, I'm going to rock <laughs> Beastie Boys on my way over. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, Mark Cobb saying, let's get it, boys. Time for some real strategy in the track. And Ty Tiger yeah. in the house. What's up, Ty Tiger?
1: Hey. Yeah, we appreciate you guys, too. I wanted to mention, too, the Discord. For those of you who don't know, I know we mentioned it a lot. Um, it's basically a place where we can all chat, have a conversation. Just go to your browser. You type in sgpn slash Discord. It's that easy. It'll take you to the Sports Gambling Podcast Discord. You jump in the NASCAR channel, the F1 channel, the IndyCar channel. We're active in all of those. And it's just a, a group of all of us, people that are listening, us, we're in there. Rod and I will, will partake as well. Asking questions, talking about stuff. I mean, today people have been posting lines and where the different things and what different books have going on and stuff. So great way to continue the conversation outside of the podcast. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, and again, if you want the link, it'll be in all the all the whatever they're called, <laughs> the sections at the bottoms of these the info area rod does all that stuff who uh (laughs) who didn't get the sleep here me or
0: you uh i'll tell you that right now i also haven't
1: got much sleep
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it uh cody all right well there has actually been some news uh that's gone on as we enter the believe it or not there's news between races that, that does happen so uh what what do we got going on i know there's some penalties handed out and some other housekeeping stuff to
1: to get to Yep, Tuesday is generally penalty day in NASCAR, and that is the case today. No Gragson, Ryan Priest, both from the SHR camp, of course, um, they had their roof rails um, taken away last week, basically, from NASCAR uh, in Atlanta. So they were both docked 35 driver and owner points for non-compliant roof air deflectors that were confiscated at Atlanta. Uh, no monetary fines for them, just points fines. So that moves, um, let's see, that moves Priest down to no points. So he lost all the points he had, which puts him 36th overall. Um, He was 24th prior to that, 47 points behind 16th, which, of course, is the cutoff for the playoffs. Obviously, we've got a ways to go till we get there. Uh, He was only 12 points behind. Now, of course, he's 47. Gregson actually has minus six points now, puts him 43rd overall. He was 29th. He's 53 points back instead of being 18 points back. SHR does have um, the option and opportunity if they would like to appeal. We've not heard yet if they will appeal or not. So, um, you know, and the problem with appealing is that penalty can be made worse now. um, So we got to keep that in mind as well. But uh, so those fines were handed out. Joey Logano was $10,000 for his non-approved glove. Um, No points penalty there. Obviously, he was penalized during the race. The luckiest penalty in the history of penalties as he of course lucked out as the caution flew right as he was dipping to the pits and it didn't really cost him anything um so it kind of worked out well for him and then no penalty was issued to the 41 truck team the uh the convertible truck we had at atlanta there uh nascar didn't find anything strong enough um to be a penalty basically is what bob says um they couldn't determine the cause slash sequence of events as to why the the roof came off so Also, uh, nothing on the 38 truck I've not seen. Um, I mean, they were disqualified from the race. Generally, that's kind of the end of that. Um, you don't usually see them disqualify you from the race and then add another penalty. That's kind of a, a big enough penalty of its own. So that is the handful of penalty news that we had today. Cody, have you ever bought $10,000 gloves? um you know i'm trying you know trying to rack my brain all the gloves i've bought over the years i I can't say that i've purchased a ten thousand dollar pair of gloves joey logano
0: has (laughs) i tell you that one right now joey logano has purchased ten thousand dollar gloves that's kind of
1: like buying a 10 cent pair of gloves to us i think rod (laughs) well i mean yeah for him i'm sure he probably was like guess "Eh." what he keeps that pole award for roger penske on the daytona 500 i bet you roger penske has no problem paying ten thousand dollars for that pole award for the Daytona 500. I'm gonna but,
0: go out on a limb and say that that's probably uh, the case at this yeah, point, so because there's, there's
1: zero chance they weren't using that glove at uh, at Daytona as well. Uh, Hendrick did also announce today they're going to enter 10 Xfinity Series races this season, all four Cup Series drivers. So Bowman, Byron, Elliott, and Larson will be in there, along with Boris said coming back to do. Um, cool. Which one was said? Sedd? Said's going to do Sonoma, actually, which maybe you'll be at that one. Uh, get a chance to see him. So I get to all see four,
0: set at Sonoma?
1: I, that's Yeah, there you go. Dude, so, let's go. Yeah, it's all, all kind of throughout the series, season. Starts March 9th, which will be next week at Phoenix uh, with William Byron, and then it'll go on from there with, with all of the guys uh, entering various events. Um, I think that's it as far as news goes. As far as the entry list, um, there is one open car entered this week, the 44 car. JJ Yaley why they're entering this race all the way out in Las Vegas and they didn't enter Atlanta last week doesn't really make any sense to me but uh as far as the rotator cars go Kaz Grawl is back in the 15 Derek Krause is going to make his cup series debut in the 16 car uh and then everyone else is kind of your your full-time guys uh as far as that goes
0: Nothing too flashy on that one. Again, we're sort of catching our breath now. And and after two super speedways, it's, it's so insane just to think that we're actually now just sort of uh, really getting back down to normal, whatever normal is anymore on this entire uh, NASCAR circuit, because there's still some twists and turns left in this uh, schedule. It's not necessarily all that cut and dry like it used to be, so... Uh, A lot to keep up on. A lot of fun to be had. There's also a lot of fun to be had throughout the week as we go on with our shows. We have an underdog fantasy show that we put out for you where we give you our favorite underdog picks. It's also kind of balled up with our DFS episode as well. So we have both of those uh, in one episode. And last week guys, in in a very rare occurrence, which is fantastic because, uh, you know, we love it. We're going to build off of it, but we swept the board. We gave you six picks for Underdog Fantasy and nailed each and every one of them. So no matter what combination you used, you cashed and you won. Hopefully you went up to five. Hopefully you got the max multiplier on it. Hopefully you got your spicy picks in there to win up to 100K or 100X rather. Well, 100K would be nice, but 100X is just as good, depending on what you put into it. Uh, and underdog's simple to play. All you got to do is pick higher or lower if you're playing a sport that actually gives you higher or lower, or better or worse, especially for us in the motorsports world, that's a little bit easier language to understand. You do all of that, and then you get a chance to win a ton of uh, of money. A fun money? Free money? Ah, it's fun money. Uh, plus, if you use the promo code RACESGPN, you are going to get a 100% deposit match up to $100 again if you use the race code the code racesgpn you are going to get that 100% deposit match up to $100. Sign up today, use promo code racesgpn, get your first deposit doubled up to 100 as well as an an instant Pick'Em Special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and don't forget to register with any promo code uh, with our promo code RACESGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as that instant Pick'Em Special. It must be 18 or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org SGPN is also teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month. Five winners are going to receive an underdog hat, underdog shirt and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgownleapodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. All right, Cody, as we talked about, it is, of course, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We are back on the mile and a half regular ish track, right? <laughs> it's at the what they used to consider cookie cutter, yeah, this is this is the yeah, cookie cutter. Not not
1: so much anymore. Oh, that's Jeez, true. Least, you know, looking through it, we just don't have a ton of mile and a half races like we used to. Yeah. I mean, you had Charlotte twice. You had Chicagoland. You had Kentucky. Some of these places are just gone. You know, Charlotte, we do the road course once now. So definitely not what it used to be. Texas, we used to go to twice as well. So yeah, they really cut back on the mile and a half. But uh, it's been great racing uh, in this new package in this new car. I would say that it's been the best racing other than, you know, the super speedways are always going to be close, just be well in the cup series, I guess I should say, are always going to be close, uh, good racing, but uh, just man, again, if you've been following us, if you're new to this, the super speedway stuff for the last couple of weeks, it was dart throws. It was, you got to watch out for the big wrecks, all this stuff this week is you, you actually go off the numbers. You can place normal size bets. Not everything's going to go your way because that's how it goes, of course. But you know, and, and wrecks still happen, and, and all of that. But it's uh, it's a lot more easier to predict, I guess, is the way to put it, because it's it's not as uh, dart throwish as a super speedway is.
0: Speed and drivers matter a little more on this rather than setup. So, uh, it's two hundred sixty seven laps around this mile and a half paved track for four hundred and point five zero zero miles. Uh, when you look back at some of what's happened on this track, uh, as far as previous winners are concerned, Kyle Larson drove away with this one in the fall of 2023. Uh, and then before that, it was William Byron in the Pennzoil 2023 of last season. Before that, it was Joey Logano taking home the trophy in the fall race of 2022. And then, of course, in the spring race, Alex Bowman took home the trophy, beating Kyle Larson in that race. So, uh, a mixed bag, but honestly, one trend you're going to see is that Hendrick is the team to sort of beat on this track. Yeah,
1: That's a lot of Hendrick that you, that you just mentioned there.
0: It's a lot, a lot of Hendrick. Uh, and let's start by, first of all, Cody, kind of praising the books uh, because we talked about it the last couple of weeks where we wished we would have just a little more. They've been giving us more. We just wanted that much more because we're greedy And and as well. I guess as sports bettors, you gotta be, you gotta be greedy, don't you? You want to beat the books, you want to beat everybody. That's what we're here for. <laughs> That's what we're here for. So, uh, and and by God, they've answered. We have fantastic markets. We've got a t- I c- yeah. look. Once upon a time, I could I could scroll like twice and be done. Now I'm continuing to scroll. We've got a yeah. lot of great choices, and we're going to utilize some of those. Yeah,
1: got to keep rolling that mouse down. I mean, shout out to to Caesar specifically. They're the ones I see with a lot of these props. They've got average speed of the race, margin of victory, number of lead changes, drivers' lead lap, drivers' lead lap at the finish, most laps led by any driver. All those things are great. Superbook has done this. They did. I think they did it at Daytona. I don't know if they did it last week, but they've done it. Now Caesars is jumping on it, where they give a driver and they give his finishing position. So just like Chase Elliott here, for example, it's eleven point five. You can take his over, which would be worse than <laughs> again the confusingly le- so. I guess I should say clarify on Superbook. We know over means higher than so eleven point five would be twelve or worse. Under on Superbook would be tenth or better or eleventh or better, I guess. Um, so clarify maybe with Caesars. I don't want to say that if you know without knowing for sure. But Superbook has been confirmed. Um, so again, check check the rules. But there's no top fives or top tens this week, which is a little interesting. I, I don't know if we're going to this instead, which. Could have perks and not perks too, but uh it is interesting and I and I like having the option. Uh can we get this for Ky- <laughs> Sorry, Chris, I was gonna try not to shit on Kyle Larson. <laughs> can we get this for Kyle Larson on super speedway tracks in the future? Because uh, I'd love to hand to hammer the over. <laughs>
0: uh poor Kyle All right, there, Larson. That's, I'm
1: done with I'm done with Kyle Larson.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um but yes, uh, really just outstanding, outstanding by the books to give us as many options as they have. Now we want more.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, just you keep know. keep it going, right? Yeah.
0: No, seriously, and and honestly, yeah. Just keep this going throughout the the rest of it because this has been a lot of fun to break these down. Uh, because again, you know, last season it sort of got to the point where you know we were giving you almost I don't want to say the same bets, but we were we were kind of limited to the same bets, so we had to sort of give you all that. Um, oh why uh, Cody's in the chat blowing all of my. All of my stuff. I didn't want
1: to give out your pick now. I was just trying to help the folks in the chat. That works. Hey, You got to be in the YouTube chat to see what we just talked about.
0: Get in the chat
1: right now. don't even know if they're not on the YouTube right now. (laughs)
0: Nope, they don't. Uh, But, yeah, so, again, kudos and props to the books. We're absolutely adoring it, and we want more of it. So uh, give it to us, and give it to us good. Cody, um, I think it is time to start making our picks, unless you have anything else glaring that you want to share with the class.
1: Um. I do want to mention again, in case you didn't listen to the recap show, we had a recap show yesterday. You should have listened, but if you didn't, that's all right. I'm here for you. Um, Take everything you saw the last couple of weeks at Atlanta, Daytona, completely erase it from your memory. Like I told Rod, there's two things that you can keep in your memory from those two tracks. You can keep the fact that Daniel Suarez has a win because that allows him to be more gambling, more risky going forward. And you can keep in mind in the truck series that Nick Sanchez has a win. Absolutely nothing else matters. I don't care what you saw. I don't care who you were impressed with. I don't care who you weren't impressed with. Absolutely nothing else transfers from super speedways to the type of racing we're getting into over the next few weeks at Las Vegas, at Phoenix, at the road courses. It just, it does not matter. The single car speed doesn't matter. The pack racing doesn't matter. Leading a ton of laps doesn't matter. Forget about all of it. Don't let it affect anything. It already as You could tell by lines. Just crazy. So, uh, just forget about it. Move on forward. Daniel Suarez has a win. That's the only thing you need to remember from the last two weeks.
0: Like Metallica says, nothing else matters. So, uh, (laughs) all right. We'll be back with our picks for the Pennzoil 400. But first, let me tell you about... Hall of Fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay ID into Hall of Fame bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have. Value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit HOFbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Cody, as we begin our conquest over the books, where are our first bets going?
1: Yeah, I'm going to start off with a head to head that I like over on Superbook. Uh, I'm taking John Hunter Nemechek over Carson Hosovar, minus 110. Not really a lot of numbers to put into this, Rod. These guys are both uh, newer to the Cup Series. We'll put it that way, right? Uh, is a rookie. John Hunter, not technically a rookie, but kind of, sort of, in a way, a rookie, right? Doesn't have – neither of these guys have a ton of previous uh, Cup Series experience, although they both filled in in Cup Series next-gen starts. But basically, it's a fresh slate for both of them. The way that I'm looking at this – is basically you've got, uh, you know, John Hunter has been around a little bit longer than Carson has, kind of a veteran. He's been up to the Cup Series, went back down, worked his way back up, um, in, in top tier equipment. And you've got Carson our and and now John Hunter is in Legacy, which we don't fully know. That is one thing to we don't know this week coming in, right? Toyota's got the new body, and we don't know what that's going to look like at this type of track. Ford has the new body, we don't know what that's going to look like at this type of track. So keep that in mind when you're placing bets, but. The way I'm looking at this, you got John Hunter and Legacy equipment. Legacy's been pretty solid. Um, they've had some really good runs on intermediates over the last couple of years with Eric Jones. Again, that was you know in this next-gen car, but it was with Chevrolet. Now they're switching over to Toyota. But the Toyotas, specifically the Gibbs cars, well, really all the Toyotas, the Gibbs cars and the 2311 cars have been very good on these intermediate tracks. I expect that to carry over to this team in 2311. Again, they're a Tier 1 partner with Toyota. Spire, Rod, they should be a lot better, right? But they're still Spire. You know, previously, especially the 77 car, has been one of the worst, if not the worst car in the field a lot of times. And we think that they're, they've are they definitely stepped up, right? And they're adding another charter, and they've added a lot of money. And we expect them to be better. We expect Corey to, to run better. We expect a lot out of Zane and Carson, and I think they're going to run better than they have in the past. But are they better than John Hunter Nemechek better? I think this is just a little bit of overreaction to... I'm not even sure what, because uh, I mean, John Hunter had a good finish at the Daytona and, and Carson didn't really do great in either of them. I mean, he was out three laps into Daytona, but so I don't really know why it's set this close at minus one ten. looking at these two cars, the legacy car is clearly the better car. Plus, Josevar, or plus John Hunter really, has more experience than Josevar does. Um, and so while Josevar's got a bright future and we like him, I think John Hunter's got the edge right now. So give me John Hunter Nemechek over Carson Josevar minus 110 and again like we like to say right this will have you looking probably 15th to 20th maybe 15th to 25th area for this head-to-head so keeping an eye on that leaderboard waiting for it to to flip over at the bottom there when you you know when they've got the top 10 and then the other 10 are just flipping and you're like oh i missed it and then it flips and then you miss it again and that gets annoying but uh <laughs> it'll have you watching the whole leaderboard which is always fun
0: that's the worst, too, because I'm always like, listen, I know who's in the top ten. Right, you've been on that for
1: the last ten minutes. Show me 20 through 36. I don't want to see. Well, and then they switch to where it's the full leader, and it's just t- first through 20th, and then it doesn't flip, and you're like, "Well, I, want, I need to know about the guys in the back here. I got DFS lineups. I got matchups back there. Show me
0: McLeod. Show me right. McLeod. That's what I want to see, although I don't know that anybody says that on a week-to-week basis, but... We'll go with that. Uh, it is a super speedway. Um, all right. Well, so we talked about it earlier, and we talked about this being a Hendrick-heavy race. I'm going to take a team head-to-head, which is very rare in this world. Uh, I'm going to take Although team... They've, they've started to give these more often, which I... Another thing.
1: Shout-out to the books.
0: Yeah, shout-out to the books. I, that's what I'm saying. I love this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, so let's take advantage of it. Um, I know this one's juiced up a little bit, but I really do think that it's not just up enough to where it kind of prices you out, just got to make the right bet for you. This is Hendrick over Gibbs. It's minus 130 over on Caesars. I just read off to you the winners of the last few seasons as far as uh, who's been victorious here at the the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And as we noted, many of those were Hendrick cars, right? Kyle Larson in 2023, William Byron in 2023, uh, Alex Bowman in 2022, Kyle Larson again in 2021. So you, you're talking... Uh, was it five, four out of the last seven, five out of the last seven have been uh, winners out of the Hendrick's table. Very hard to beat a car when it is in first place. Therefore, they've been able to accomplish this task in five out of the last seven races. Well, what about the ones that they didn't win? Well, Joey Logano uh, won in the fall of 2022 uh, and the, the first actual Hendrick car on the books uh, was actually not even close. It was, uh, you had to scroll all the way down to 13th for the first Hendrick car, uh, which William Byron down there. So they tanked and they tanked pretty hard <laughs> in that race altogether. Uh, Kyle Larson crashed out after 94 laps and finished 35th. Um, so they had a pretty rough race in 2022 in the fall. Uh, but again, that was after they had already won Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson actually finished one-two in that race. William Byron finished in fifth, uh, and Chase Elliott finished in ninth. So all, or so pretty much all four of these guys, right, were all up in the top ten. That's Hendrick dominance. Uh, and then you look at Kyle Busch was the first Gibbs car in that 2022 Pennzoil 400. Um, and even when they lost, Kyle Busch was the first uh, Gibbs car in the 2022 fall race. And stop me if I've if I've misspoken, but Kyle Bush no longer a Gibbs car, therefore not necessarily a huge threat in that thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, all all three of these guys finished one, two, three in the Penzoil 400 last spring. Byron Larson Bowman. I'm just saying, like it's very hard to make a case against anybody but uh, Hendrick in this instance. So give me Hendrick over. Uh, Gibbs at minus one thirty, and and this is just one car has to finish better than the other. Like yep. so, if the top if the top Chevy is a Hendrick car, and the next car below it is a Gibbs car, this cashes. It doesn't matter where they finish, so long as a Hendrick's car finish in front of a Gibbs car at least once.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this bet makes sense. As the show goes on, you're going to see it, there's a lot of Hendrick going on here because of the history here. They've done well. Uh, You know how much I love Gibbs. You know how much I love betting on the Gibbs cars. Just not real getting into the Gibbs cars this week. They're going to have their time coming up. Um, And and if you look at it, right, you're getting, you know, three former winners in the Hendrick camp here and Chase Elliott. So that's not a bad guy to be the fourth guy, right? On the Gibbs side of things, Denny's always a threat. Truex is always a threat. Bell can be up and down on these types of tracks. And Ty Gibbs, while we think he's going to have a great season, Mile and a half are kind of where he struggled a little bit more last season. So I don't know if we're going to see that quite yet from him. So I do like taking the Hendricks side of this juiced up a little bit, but you want to pay the juice if you lose rod and uh, minus one thirty is definitely not bad at all. Next up for me, I am going to go over to, so, well, I, what I wanted to do here Rod, was go to the top five camp. Uh, but as of right now, we're recording this. I've not seen top five odds anywhere. Um, so I've got two drivers I wanted I had circled all week for top five finishes. So I'm going to toss them out there. If you get top five odds at some point this weekend, which hopefully you will, I do like them both. Bubba Wallace, top five. Brad Keselowski, top five. Um, going to take both of those guys. But since we don't have that in the meantime, over on uh, Caesars, they've got the higher or the over-unders that we talked about earlier. Again, we're assuming that under is finishing better than. We're assuming that over is finishing worse than um so for Bubba wallace it's at 14.5 so not only do you see it you know he, he doesn't have to get you a top five he doesn't have to get you a top 10 just to get you a top 14 which really is kind of a nice way to play this you're getting at minus 115 so you're not going to get as juiced up of a number obviously as you will at a top five so i'm going to play both i'm going to take this you know uh lower <laughs> under <laughs> better than <laughs> 14.5 god this is going to be the end of this show trying to figure out how to say these Uh, better than 14.5 for Bubba Wallace. And I'm going to take the top five at the bigger number once we get it. Um, But love Bubba Wallace here. He finished fourth in this race last spring. He was 15th in the fall, struggled a little bit. But if you go back to the end of last season, he led 111 laps at Texas, a pretty similar track to this one. He finished third that day. He was running third at Kansas um, before he blew a tire in the fall. Last Kansas in the spring, he was fourth place in that one. Again, kind of comparable tracks. I, I would say Charlotte's probably the most like direct comparison, but Texas, Kansas are, are definitely close comparisons to this same type of racing, same package, same all of that. So love Bubba Wallace. And then for Keselowski, also going to take his top five. He's also set at 14.5. So going to take the under, the finishing better than. His is juiced up a little bit again, minus 130, but I love it. Um, Ryan over at Race had tweeted this out, and it kind of just summed up everything. That I liked about this bet, so I figured I would just read what he says. Um, at Vegas since 2014, minus his first three starts in the number six car, kozlowski has a 4.5 average finish. Then after those first three starts in the six car last fall, he finished fourth place. Um, they struggled a lot early on in that that RFK camp and in Ford in general um, with the you know with this new car and and switching over. Uh, but you go back to last fall, he finishes fourth, and then to close out the 2023 season at high speed, 1.5-mile tracks in the playoffs, Kozlowski was tied for the third-best average finish at 6.7, had the third-best average running position of 7.1, and the third-best driver rating, according to iFantasy Race. So, finish out the season really strong. You go back, you think Chris Busher, right? He won at uh, Michigan. He won at, a, I think there was another intermediate track in there as well. They've run really well does uh, Flacco's chiming in here? You know he's got three wins here in the past. He's been solid at this track. One of the biggest questions is the new Ford body, right? We don't know how that's going to look and, and a lot of questions are going to get answered this week on the Fords and the Toyotas and we'll be able to take that information we get this weekend and and translate that going forward. But I do like Keslowski. I think that that team has continued to be on the rise, right? And they're getting better and better from where they were when he took over that team two years ago. Uh, joining in the the Roush camp there so give me Bubba Wallace give me Brad Keselowski again I I like both of their top five numbers whenever they come out you're probably gonna get pretty decent numbers on them just based on where they're sitting for their top threes where they're finished sitting for for winning the race Um, but then over on Caesars give me better than 14.5 for both of these guys Uh, minus 115 for Bubba minus 130 for Brad yeah. So again, as we figure out exactly what the,
0: the language means on that, then we'll uh, we'll make sure we know that because whatever side is the side that we just described is the side that we want. So uh, we'll we'll get more we'll get more clarification on the language. We're just happy that the books are giving us yeah. something to and talk again, about.
1: So another another great reason to be in the Discord because once we figure that out exactly, that's a place we can put it and and the info will be there for everyone. Just like with the Superbook deal.
0: Oh, here we go. Ty says confirmed on Caesars. It's the same <laughs> as the Superbook. Ty's our
1: official uh, book contact representative. Love so. that, Thank Ty, you, Ty. So Ty. what does
0: that mean? That means that the under is the. So yes. So under the, would be the lower were, number, the worst than. No. Oh no, under is the it'd be
1: the lower number, so be better
0: than. Okay. Okay. Over is better so,
1: than. So when I yeah. So when I'm giving these out of fourteen point five, I like better than or lower. So thir- you know, fourteenth. Thirteen, twelve, all the way up to first would be the side of this that you want to take.
0: Okay, outstanding. Uh, all right, well then, mine's easier than that. Mine is uh, Kyle Bush over Ryan Blaney. The only reason that I'm entertaining this one in particular is because I found it on Plus Money on Caesars. You can find this actually at minus 105 over on uh, Bet365. So again, this is why you shop around. This is a much better number for this. Minus 105 is, is fine and well, but if you're giving me Bush over Blaney, At Plus Money, I'm definitely taking that here on the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Allow me, if you will, to read you Kyle Busch's last finishes since 2020 in the fall. All right. Kyle Busch, in the fall of 2020, finished sixth. In the spring of 2021, he finished third. In the fall of 2020, he finished third. In the uh, the spring of 2020, well, rather in the fall of 2021, doesn't matter. He still finished third. In the spring of 2022, he finished fourth. In the fall, he finished third. Uh, in the first race that he ever took, uh, as far as in Las Vegas, in his uh, in his new ride in the eight, he finished fifteenth. He did start fifth and fourteenth, rather. He did finished fifth in that one. And then in the in the fall, he had a very familiar finish, and that was third. So, Kyle Busch loves finishing third on his home track, Uh, but overall he's got 25 starts, 15 top tens, 12 top fives, and that win. I mean, you're going to hear the whole his home track just played out throughout the entire broadcast. Oh, Kyle Busch is back home. Kyle Busch is here. Uh, and that's fine. I know the biggest. one. That's Vegas what we boys. need the
1: over under on. How many times do they mention it's Kyle Bush's home trip?
0: Hammer track? that over. <laughs> I mean, I don't even care what you set it at. You can set it at <laughs> in the triple digits, and I'm still going to say hammer the over. Um, But the only reason I bring that up is because Ryan Blaney, while he had some success in the uh, in the fall of 2020, uh, 2020, right? He has finished seventh there. In the spring of 2021, he finished fifth. In the fall of 2021, he's finished fifth then he went on in 2022 to finish 36th and 28th, then 13th, then 6th. Nowhere in there is a finish that was better than Kyle Busch's finish. So that tells me that even when Kyle Busch doesn't finish well in 14th, he's still finishing better than Ryan Blaney. Well, hold on, I take that back. Misspoke. Busch finished one position behind Blaney. So my bad. I'm sorry. I've, I've Clicking back in between, but it still doesn't matter because that was once in a span of, we're talking three seasons now, four seasons now. So uh, definitely Kyle Busch loves driving this track. He loves driving at home, hammer the over again on how many times they mentioned that. But uh, I definitely love the plus money aspect of this because it's definitely a bet that maybe end up close, but I think it's going to end up in Kyle Busch's favor when it's all said and done.
1: Yeah. Hard to argue too much with that. Uh, again, Blaney, the Ford camp, they struggled more so on the mile and a half last year. Now he did win like CO 600, a little bit of an outlier race, um, but big questions there for sure. Still with the new body, the dark horse and, and how that handles uh, without the web glove being out the window. So uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Also, Ry Cape checking in uh, saying what's good. I'm going to be with Ry on his show, the NASCAR report on Thursday night. I think that's at eight o'clock Eastern time. So make sure you all check us out over there. Uh, it's gonna be a fun week hanging out with those guys rod next up for me you know we got to dig into these fun prop bets if they're giving them to us and uh i think here this is one of those overreactions to the racing we saw the last two weeks which again as i reminded you at the beginning of the show you should not remember because you were told to forget it and even waved the pen
0: in front of you the flashy thingy so if you you remember black
1: pen so you, you should not be remembering that but They've got uh, over on Caesars, they have number of laps or number of lead changes under 20.5. I'm taking that at minus 130. And they also have drivers to lead a lap uh, under nine and a half at even money, plus 100 over on Caesars. So I'm taking both of those a little bit correlated here. You go back to last week and you look right in Atlanta. What do we have? 5,000 lead changes, new leader every lap, all this crazy stuff and people have been watching that these last 2 weeks and they're thinking, "Oh god, I, you got to smash the overs on these, right? Thir- you know, 13 lead changes shit. There was like 46 last week. Pump the brakes cuz again, doesn't translate It does it just it doesn't translate and it's not that way. Let's go back, let's take a look at all the races in the next gen car here. You go back to uh last season in this race, there were 13 lead changes. So again, we're uh, we're going under 20 and a half lead changes. Um, there were 13 lead changes, uh, between eight different drivers. Um, and so eight different drivers led. And so a lead change too for the record is, um, when someone leads a lap and then someone else leads the next lap, that is considered a lead change. So if I pull up next to Rod, Rod leads the lap, I pass him on the back stress. He patches me back, passes me back by the time we get back to the line and he leads the next lap, there was not an official lead change there just to, to clarify what a lead change is. So last year in this race, 13 lead changes between eight drivers. William Byron had 176 of 267 laps. That's a lot of time by one driver out front, a lot of not changing things. You go back to the fall race uh, this past in this past fall here. It did get up to 20 uh, lead, you know, lead changes, but only between seven drivers. And one of those drivers was J.J. Yaley, which means we got to a point where we had green flag pit stops And that was kind of the thing that that fucked it up a little bit. But even getting fucked up like that and having 20 lead changes, you're still not going over the 20 and a half number that they have set. So uh, I think that that shows a lot of things. You go back to the fall of 22 in the previous race, there was 18 lead changes among eight drivers. Again, kind of a trend here, right? Eight drivers, seven drivers, eight drivers. And you only got to 18 this time. That's under. The one outlier, Rod, is the spring of 22. There was 23 lead changes among 15 drivers where both of these numbers went over. But you go back to the 2022 season, that was the first year of the next-gen car. We went to Daytona, we went to Auto Club, and then we were at Las Vegas. This was the third race of the season, only the second non-Super Speedway race of the season. Everybody was still feeling things out. If you remember, Eric Jones was like fastest in practice, and everybody's like, oh, my God, they did it. Like They made this car perfectly parity, and things have shifted, obviously, since then. So I'm throwing that race out. You look at the last three races. The under is hit on both of these. I think that this is a good way to play it. And I think, honestly, I think this is a, just a, a massive overreaction to what we just saw the last two weeks. And you've got the new Netflix fans, and you've got the you know the people who are just tuning in or just getting back into it, and they're like, oh, 20 and a half lead changes. There was 46 last week. you got to smash the over, right? Uh, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friends, because, again, we're throwing everything we learned the last two weeks. I, I just I want to make sure that's stressed because it doesn't matter what happened the last two weeks so much. So, under 20 and a half lead changes, minus 130. Drivers to lead a lap, under nine and a half at even money over on Caesars. And there's also
0: uh, a couple of interesting ones as well in that same vein. I was going to toss it in, but I saw that you had something very similar. So, I, I decided to kind of lay off of it. Um, and I'm looking for it right now and I'm scrolling through it. Um, was it drivers to finish on the lead, uh, drivers on lead lap at the finish. There's the 22 and a half. It's not an official play, but uh, there's there's over 22 and a half and 22 and a half is the line set. Both of the sides is minus 115. But you talk about the the guys at front and they're always in front and they're constantly in front. You know, that there's been times where that's put guys a, a lap down and, and several guys a lap down because it gets strung out a little bit. So play with that market. I'm not going to give you an official play on it, but I really... I'd be curious to see what you guys come up with on the on the lead. How many drivers are on the lead lap at the end of it? So uh, let me know about that one. Oh, wait, I have that one as my official play. Oh, look at that. Never mind.
1: <laughs> Not an official play. Just talked it up. And it is an official. Yeah, you put it you put it in the next I box. did put it on the official. Okay, you just well, jumped ahead of box.
0: <laughs> I did jump ahead of box. All right, fine. Then I will make it an let's, official let's play. Just give it out. <laughs> I'll give it out. I'll give it out. Drivers on the lead lap over 21 and a half. Uh this is at minus 115. Like I said, I mean this this has been a race in which drivers have jumped out to a, a large uh laps led tally and like over 130, over 115. And it's happened several times over the last four or five races. So that has put several drivers a lap down. So, but uh, in this instance, it's not where it's gotten too many over or uh, outside of that twenty-two and a half. While it's put drivers down, it hasn't put very many down over that uh, twenty-two and a half mark. Because you've got to lap the field a couple of different times. Stage breaks give opportunities for you to be able to to catch back up. You know, uh, actual cautions. There were seven cautions in the fall race last season. Uh, There was only four in the spring race, which is where William Byron led 176 laps. But even on that, uh, we still had 18 cars that finished on the lead lap. So, I mean, it was under this. uh, But in the fall race that very next day or that very next, uh, that same season, there was 27 cars that finished on the lead lap. I think there's, there's somewhere in between right last year's races is what we're going to end up seeing in the in the fall of 2022 uh there was 25 cars that finished on the lead lap eight cautions for 42 laps on that one as well so uh when the cautions correlate then the cars on the lead lap kind of get in there 23 cars finished on the lead lap in the 2022 Pennzoil 400 in the spring so again you know there's 266 laps uh 21 cars finished on the lead lap in the fall of 2021 but again I still really think that this is going to be uh we're going to see yeah, we'll probably see one person run out and and lead a lot of laps but I think the pack will stay close stage racing de- definitely brings the pack back to each other so give me the uh the drivers to finish on the lead lap over 21 and a half at minus 115
1: no argument for me I like it uh to catch up on the chat just real fast here myron was asking what books allow you to parlay top fives um yeah i know caesars has got some pre-packaged ones as, as those flacos mentioned here um fan used to let you do that and then the guy won a million dollars on like a fifty dollar bet or something because uh, the super speedway racing so i'm not sure that any of them allow that anymore if you know one again hit us up in the chat here hit us up on the discord and we can pass that along to Myron for sure, but I yeah I've not seen uh, anywhere that that has done it uh, recently because of because that one man ruined it for everyone. Well, <laughs> I'll
0: say that you can parlay top fives across different series. That's that's the one thing you can yes. do. So not necessarily yeah. in the same race, but you can definitely parlay top fives from across the trucks and Xfinity and Cup. Yeah, and, and even Thesars, even uh, F one.
1: might let you do. I think Uh, because i think that guy had hit multiple top fives and top tens parlayed so it might be where they don't allow you to parlay both i can't remember and they don't have any top fives posted right now so it's hard to check but um yeah we'll have to look into that and i think myron's in the discord so we can we can uh figure that out and and let him know for sure yeah Uh,
0: all right where are we going next
1: next up for me i'm gonna go over to harrison burton uh yeah that's right yeah you, you didn't think you you didn't have cody's betting on harrison burton uh, coming to las vegas did you but rod what you didn't know was they were going to give us worse than finishes because that's where i'm going for harrison burton give me the over <laughs> on harrison burton at 21 and a half so that means to finish worse than right you're betting over the bigger number um so give me over 21 and a half over on Superbook uh minus 110 for harrison burton I think it was Steve LaTarte who said it last week, and he's real good friends with Burton. They worked together at NBC. Uh, he said if a piano fell out of the sky, it would land on Harrison Burton, and he's not wrong. <laughs> Kid cannot catch a break. Um, and, and to be honest, just hasn't been super great. So you go back and you look last season in the spring race, finished in 26th. In the fall race, he did finish 20th, so he just barely bested this. Uh, you go back and you look at some similar tracks last season, 20th at Texas, 35th at Kansas 2, 35th at Darlington, two 30th at Kansas one. Um, again, there's the Ford questions, but then the other question too, is Rod, the back of the pack, the, the back markers have drastically gotten a lot better. And, and that's, you know, Harrison Burton is in a Penske car in theory in that Wood brothers car, but he doesn't drive like it. And and he just doesn't perform up to that level. And I think his job's on the line. I, I think that a guy like Riley Herbst might be in that car next year, um, I think he's racing for his life, and and I just don't know that he can get it done. Even in the Xfinity Series, he was never, like, a great driver, and he was in elite equipment at Gibbs. I just, I've just i not seen enough from Harrison Burton to make me want to think he's going to be in the top 20. And you go and you look at the field we have now, and, and you've got four strong Hendrick cars. You've got four strong Gibbs cars. Those guys should all finish better than Harrison Burton, so that's eight. Probably both Penske cars are going to finish ahead of him. right? There's ten. I mean, you start throwing the legacy cars in here. Um, you know, even a guy like Justin Haley in the Rick Ware car, I don't know that it's going to be better than Harrison Burton, but I think he's got the potential to be because Rick Ware seems to be stepping it up. The Spire cars, the books seem to be valuing them fairly higher, right? They can beat him. Look at a guy like Ricky Stenhouse, he can beat him. You've got the SHR cars that are a question, but they can beat him. Uh, you've got the the RCR cars, you got the 2311 cars. Like, I'm having a hard time finding all these cars that Harrison Burton is going to beat to get better than 21.5. So give me the over or worse than 21.5 on Harrison Burton over on Superbook.
0: Well, I think the strongest argument that you made was just the list of cars that can be better than him on a week to week basis. And really honestly, that number continues to grow as these teams start to get stronger. I mean, and, and really, uh, we already know that the Hendrick cars, we already know that the Gibbs cars, but like you said, I mean, even with Trackhouse, it's almost like when, you, when you're when you talking about F1 and you're talking about the the big four teams, right? You were always talking about Mercedes and Red Bull and Ferrari and, well, okay, maybe the three, and then all of a sudden you expanded out to Aston Martin last year, and then all of a sudden you tacked on McLaren. Like, all of these teams started to get stronger and put themselves in the conversation so, you know, it, it, as the NASCAR series continues to, to get more competitive, all these other teams that are getting alliances with these, like the RFKs even, you could put them in there as well. It's, you know, 23-11s. All these guys are now in the conversation pushing the Harrison Burtons out and the Wood Brothers out of that conversation. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's not that we don't have love for Harrison Burton, but when the when the cards are are stacked that far against you, it's a little difficult to rise to the occasion. So, um, all right, I will go with uh, an over an under bet as well. I found one that I liked, and I have Tyler Reddick. Uh, I've got him under, so we're talking better than right ten and a half. So give him a top ten finish at minus one thirty. Honestly. Tyler Reddick's numbers just really speak for themselves. And, and if you look back at his last uh, few finishes here since the uh, the fall of 2021, in 2021 in the fall, he finished sixth. Then in the spring of 22, finished seventh. Started on the pole in the fall of 22 and ended up finishing sixth in that race, but he led 32 laps. Uh, tw- the, the spring of 2023, he didn't have really a good a good day in his first day in the 45 car. Uh, and he finished 15th, right? He started 34th, finished 15th. But he did lead three laps, so you know he was he was there, he was around, uh, and of course he was still getting really just accustomed to being in that forty-five, that that uh, brand new car for him. And then he settled in, and in the fall finished eighth after an eighth-place start. So, doesn't matter what he's driving, doesn't matter who he's driving for. Tyler Reddick just tends to get it done at Las Vegas as far as top ten finishes is concerned. Now, again, because this is not an official top 10 play, this is a under 10 and a half. That's why it's juiced at minus 130, but I think it's juiced accordingly because this is him getting it done everywhere and anytime. And if we think Bubba Wallace is going to have a good day, Stan Zarese and the Tyler Reddick's going to have as good a day as well. If not, you know, I think both of them can be in the top 10. And I think we're both talking about them in the top 10 conversation at the end of the day. So, yeah, give me uh, Tyler Reddick under uh, 10 and a half at minus 130.
1: (laughs) This wording again. If you could just refer to him in the future as the the 2024 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Okay. Tyler Reddick, I would appreciate it. Uh, More thoughts on him coming up in a few. So, Walter saying that Tyler Reddick did kill him on lap two last week. I know. He's not a good super speedway driver. Again, that's why we're we're forgetting about these. Um, Matt did say, too, he's going to jump on Bowman and KFB early. We've got thoughts on both those guys coming up Um, and there is practice this week. So something we haven't had the last two weeks is an actual practice. There will be practice on Saturday. Another great reason to be over in the discord. We can talk about things after there and and kind of what we see. We might get a better idea on the Fords and the Toyotas, the short practices we have these days. It's hard to put everything into that, but we can definitely gain a lot of information there. It's going to move lines, you know, between now and, and then as well. So, uh, Chase also saying we're doing that Hosovar has better odds than LaJoy and Stenhouse. Yeah, I that's I was just talking about that with you know fading Hosovar as far as betting John Hard check over him. I don't fully understand. He was impressive in the 42. I, I get that last year. Um but uh let's pump the brakes a little bit until until we see again, let's not overreact to you know the spire cars were strong last couple of weeks. Yes, but it doesn't matter rod so let's not overreact to it uh next up for me rod i am uh you know i thought about doing a car lift this week um decided no car lift gonna toss the car lift out uh instead rod we're gonna ride the watermelon lift that's right we're going to ross chastain uh and we're just gonna we're gonna ride the uh the car the watermelon lift i guess all the way up for him i forgot to put one of the numbers in here so uh let me find out what his top Chevrolet number is, plus 650. All right, we're gonna put that in there so I don't forget it. All right, watermelon lift, Ross Chastain. Look, Ross Chastain, top three or top five in three of the last four races here. Um and over iFantasy race, Ryan pointed out he was seventh, four laps to go last spring. In the one race he didn't finish in the top five, finishes in seventh place. He has an average speed rank of third best per iFantasy Racing at 5.5. Uh, So we're going to ride the watermelon lift all the way to the top. Um, Again, no top 10 or top five odds out at this time, but he is listed at under 10.5. So better than 10.5 minus 110. We'll take that. If you get a top 10, that basically is the top 10 number. If you get a top five number, take it. If you get a top three is plus 400. Going to take that as well. Top finishing Chevrolet plus 650. Taking that watermelon lift all the way to the top before we smash it in victory lane. 16-1 16-1 to for Ross Chastain. Um, look, Ross has been very impressive. A little bit disrespected here uh, as far as he's been strong. I mean, finishes out the season with a win at Phoenix. And kind of, you know, his one thing we can take from the last two weeks is his attitude has changed, I think. And he's back to the Ross Chastain he was before. We saw the Clash of the Coliseum as well. So, um, and the one of the things we were allowed to remember from the last two weeks His teammate Daniel Suarez has a win, Rod. That does put pressure on Ross Chastain to to show everyone he's still the main man. Um, Things are going great at track house. Um, They're they're riding high right now. I think he's going to continue to ride high. His numbers uh, should not be this high as they are. And so I think that a little bit of a mistake by the books there. So love Ross Chastain. Ride that watermelon lift this week, and then we'll bring the car lift back next week. What's funny
0: is that I was going to go ahead and throw Chastain on my card as well until I noticed all of the watermelon scent on the on the dog. I took all I of like, Yeah, I was like, well, never mind, Cody's got all the watermelon scent uh, all over this so I can't I can't ride the lift. But I again, there's numbers that stand out at you when you look at this place and Ross Chastain definitely has uh, those type of numbers and and you can't argue with it. It's it's something that you have to you really have to look at and and pay attention to and I think I like the attitude better than I ever did. Like you said, it's just that attitude, that winning attitude is back, that hungry attitude is back, that I guess I'm not really going to care what you think about me driving is back. So when that Chastain is in the car, you definitely see a major improvement uh, in that as well. So, um, all right, well, so I'm going to take one of those prepackaged uh, top fives in there and I'm going to take Alex Bowman. And uh, Bubba Wallace, and they have both of those guys to be inside of the top five, and that's at twelve to one. Now you already laid out the case about uh, 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 Bubba Wallace earlier in the in the show, so I won't belabor that point. But uh, as far as the Alex Bowman side of this, look, we talked about this being a very Hendrick heavy race, and that they have definitely owned this track over the last three or four races, especially. And Alex Bowman has been a large part of that, right? He does have that win in the fall of 2022. He finished third in the uh, in the spring of 2023. Those are his only two good finishes, which is why this is a 12 to one, right? The rest of them have sort of been eh, he's the weakest part of that uh, of that uh, Hendrick stable at this track in particular, right? He crashed out of the fall race and finished 35th, um, and then in the uh, fall of 2021. He ended up twenty second, twenty seventh in the spring of twenty twenty one. He did have a fifth place finish in the fall of twenty twenty, uh, and a sixth place finish in the fall of twenty nineteen. Spring race has not necessarily been his his favorite race, but again, we know that this is a Hendrick dominated race. Alex Bowman is back, and he needs some revenge. Like, I mean, honestly, last season he came out like a a man on fire, and then got injured and sort of fell off the face of the earth. Right? Locked himself into the playoffs. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, but yeah, just really couldn't uh, couldn't sustain it due to the injury. I think Alex Moment is back. We're not taking anything away from the last couple of weeks as far as finishing for him. And we're going to throw all that stuff out the window. We're just going to say that Hendrick is probably even more so than any team right now circled this Las Vegas track and said we are getting back on schedule. We're putting all of our cars inside of the top five, and uh, and again, I think Bubba Wallace is a good candidate to join them in the top five as well. As one of those uh, one of those Toyotas that is going to finish better than any of the Gibbs Toyotas, as will all of the Hendrick cars finishing better than Toyotas, and that'll put everybody uh, right where they need to be to cash all of these tickets. So give me Bubba Wallace and Alex Bowman inside the top five at twelve to one.
1: There you go. I talked about Wallace earlier. Obviously, I like him this weekend. Uh, Alex Bowman, I had on my list to win. Rod, he's twenty five to one over on Superbook. I want to mention it. That number is not correct. He's won here before. Hendricks won three of the last four. It was a five of the last seven here. It's definitely worth considering. I found someone else I thought was being disrespected a lot that i like a little bit more, uh, and so I took him out of my winner bets, but I think it is worth mentioning he's 25 to one some places, and he's 18 to one in others. So um, he's already started to creep down in some places, but he's definitely worth looking at uh, to win the race as well.
0: I concur. Speaking of winning the race, Cody, it is time to start loading up our race winners. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, I am going to go to William Byron, nine to one over on BetMGM for William Byron. Look Roddy right, led 176 laps last spring, dominated this race and won here. Um, I thought it was crazy because I was reading a story as I was doing my research earlier, and it was his sixth career win, and he's got 11 now. So I was like, boy, he's doubled his total since last. You know, since they were here in the in the spring last season but um just he's been impressive all through last season Uh, again we're not looking at the last two weeks again but he does have that victory and so that's something you can take away from that they are they can gamble a little more they can roll the dice in las vegas if they want to um but going over to i fantasy racing uh byron has been tied for third in the next gen speed rankings uh on this type of track um again he has that win so he can he can gamble Um, started on the front row last year, led those 176 laps, just right from the drop. Um, you go to Charlotte led 91 laps there and finished in second place. He had a third place at Kansas in the spring. So a lot of the comparable tracks he, uh, did really well on as well. So I think that you look at Kyle Larson and he's 450. I think is the best number I've seen for him. It's really short. Uh, again, Kyle Larson, one of the best drivers in the world. You know, as he comes out and wins 10 races, are we all going to be crazily shocked? No, not at all. He's hard to bet on from a week to week perspective. He's a lot of wreckers versus checkers type of things. Uh, You can get him four and a half uh, as far as his over under over on uh, on Superbook, I had noticed. Um, And so maybe if you want to take him, you know, under that number to finish better, might be a way if you really want to get in on him. But I think that jumping from plus 450 to Byron being the next guy on the board. At double the price at 900 uh, over on MGM is a little steep for a guy who won the race last season, a guy who won more races than Kyle Larson last year. He's already got a win in the pocket to gamble with, and he was the best car most of last season. I mean, won the most races out of anyone, multiple races where he just dominated, was absolutely dominant here. So I think the number is correct on Byron, nine to one. And right now, I think you have to say between Byron and Larson, it's a little bit more of a toss-up. Uh, we all believe that Larson is a generational talent and and you know is is better overall. But Byron has really come out of his you know into his own here, and and I think that can't be slept on. So you got to take advantage of that at nine to one. Also, Rod, I'm taking the 2024 NASCAR Cup Series champion Tyler Reddick to get that campaign started this week. Uh, he had a rough start to the season, so he needs some points. Uh, again, that doesn't matter because those races don't matter. He is eleven to one over on MGM. Um, I, I'm just going to be big on Redick probably most of the season unless he just absolutely shits himself. But he has been very, very solid on these types of tracks. A lot of missed opportunities. We talked about that last season. His first season with Toyota. His first season with 2311. There were some pit crew mistakes. There were some driver mistakes. If they clean everything up, he's going to be a threat week in and week out. Um, and I believe that he is one of the most talented drivers in the series right now. I think it's Kyle Larson i think denny ham or not denny hamlin i think that tyler reddick might be next on that list sorry denny but uh reddick is is uberly talented once he breaks out you might see a 10 race win season from him um he had a fifth place finish at charlotte led 28 laps there second at pocono um he should have won the race at michigan if you go back to that one ends up with a bad finish but it was him and busher dueling it out uh then i believe I don't know if they didn't get the tire on or what the deal was, but there was some sort of of incident there. He won the Kansas race in the fall, being in the right position at the end. Um, He was eighth in the fall here last year, 15th in the spring. Again, that spring race, he was new to the team, figuring out all those bugs and everything. Uh, You go back to 2022 when he was with RCR. He was sixth place in the fall. He led 32 laps, seventh place in the spring. He's hung around here before, and, and he's been solid. Again, this is one of those things, you know, the guys over on the Sports Gambling Podcast, the main show, they, you know, they like to say, yeah, there's all these these systems and computers that spit out all these numbers and stuff, but nothing beats the eye test. This is the eye test for me. Redick is that guy. He can get it done. 11 to one. Love Tyler Redick. And then Rod, to round it out. Um, again, highly, I had Alex Bowman in here, but I had to change it to his teammate, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott,s 16 to one over on Superbook. Chase Elliott should probably never be 16 to one. I get it. Last year was rough. He was hurt. He didn't even race in this race last spring because he got hurt this weekend, actually, before this race. That's where Josh Berry jumped in the car for him, Um, and and Elliot missed those races. But Hendrick Cars have won three of the last four, five of the last seven. Um, He finished early in the season last year in the, the first race we had after the Super Speedway of Daytona was Auto Club. He was second place in that race, and that was before the injury happened. Things kind of fell apart after that, although he did have a sixth and a seventh of the two Kansas races, um, and he was vo- involved in a wreck here in the fall, so he didn't have a, a good result as, as he was wrecked out as well, um, and wreck at Charlotte as well, so there were some some instances in there and all, but look, he's a Hendrick car. He's overly talented. He's a former champion. We know he can win races. What was it two seasons ago? He won five or six races, just like Byron did last year. His teammate, Larson, a plus 450 cha- you know, to win this race. And he's all the way at sixteen to one. Both really, I think the other three hundred cars are all mispriced. I've got Byron at nine to one. I've got Elliott at sixteen to one. And Bowman again at twenty-five to one is definitely worth considering putting on your card as well. So Chase Elliott sixteen to one over at SuperBook. I think he's too long for as talented as he is, as good of a car as he's in, especially on this track. And again, the thing to keep in mind too with the Chevy and the and the Ford and the Toyota thing, Chevy cars are still the same. So. The Chevy cars that led 176 laps last year are coming back here. Toyota and Ford, we just don't know how they could have, you know, gained advantages, and then a guy like Tyler Reddick maybe breaks out with having a better car. But we know that the Chevys are at least going to be good. So uh, Byron 9-1, to Reddick 11-1, Elliott 16-1. to All good picks.
0: Again, I still love the Hendrick love for that one. Reddick, I talked about him earlier. I, I honestly think that uh, if this 2311 team can punch through – him and Bubba are going to be in for good days, uh, and I'd sure like for them to get in the top five as well as Bowman as well. Uh, my winners, I'm kind of, well, listen, I'm already just going to lead off and say Bush. Bush at 16 to 1, that is a crazy price. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. The guy that's finished third place in more races than he's probably run here, he's probably still finishing third. Uh, even when he retires, it's almost like Kevin Harvick, an auto top 10 finish at certain tracks. Uh, it's, it's the same with Bush. I think he's going to punch through here and get another win, uh, hopefully, this season. It's just he's too good to not to, right? And and we sort of saw a relaxed side of Rowdy uh, over the last couple of weeks, of which I haven't really seen in a very long time. Like, he tends to react very, very, and he'll say it too probably, childish at certain points uh, over certain things. And uh, he had every reason to sort of pout a little bit especially even after last week's finish, right, where he was .007 seconds away from claiming a win. Man, You, I know the heartbreak of it all. Uh, <laughs> oh, but but look at that car is is still fast. He, the last two weeks notwithstanding, obviously I know we can't really factor in super speedway speed, uh, but Kyle Busch is still fast. And I'm going to do this once, all right? This is my one time that I go out on a limb for Kyle Busch at a mile and a half track. If he burns me, I'm done because we said this a lot last year where we were saying, all right, Kyle Busch, this is his race. This is a fantastic spot for him. He's done good here. He's run well here, and uh, and we fully expect him to do it again, and then he doesn't. And then the next week we're off of him, and he wins the race. So I'm, I'm through with that. Uh, well,
1: I've been I've been on him the last two weeks, Rod, so I'm glad you picked him because that could happen again.
0: I suppose one <laughs> of us had to hot potato him, right? I mean, that's that's where we're at at this point. Uh, just who, who wants to get burned by Bush? Uh, I know that who wants the burning bush? Uh, yeah, who But yeah, so I'm I'm taking Bush sixteen to one, praying and 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 putting my cross out and everything. We'll see how that flies. Uh, and then I'm taking a stab, not odds wise, but basically just uh, picks wise on Christopher Bell, which is kind of weird because Christopher Bell's ten to one. That's the best price you can find from on three sixty five. But he's still Bush is still not the favorite over Christopher bell and Christopher bell has a way worse track record on this particular track than does, uh, Kurt or uh, Kurt Busch, Kyle Bush, uh, which I'm probably sure he's got a worse record than Kurt Busch too. Yeah. On this track. Good here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for, for Christopher bell, his average finish here, 18.6, which does not lead you to at all think that he could win this race, but he does have a third place finish in which he finished third, uh, in the, um, Oh, that's Atlanta Motor Speedway. What the hell am I doing, Rod? Ah, click the right track. Um, all right, as as I sheepishly click the wrong buttons. Full disclosure for those of you watching right now on the uh, on the YouTube. I did not get have time today to get the graphic ready, so I was getting the graphic ready, so my fingers uh. <laughs> clicking all over the place. Uh, but still not a very good track record, as average finish 17.4 here at Las Vegas. However, I will say that the last two seasons, which is why I picked him, have been encouraging. He had a fifth-place finish in this race last season after starting 10th. He started on the pole in the fall of this and finished second after leading 61 laps. So, he figured something out last season. I'm hoping that he brings it to the track this year and uh, and continues to build on it. Look, we know Christopher Bell is, is a good race car driver. The only problem is, do we see it? Can we see it? Will we see it? And, uh, unfortunately, the last couple of weeks have not necessarily been good to us. So, we're just hoping that the Christopher Bell that remembers how to drive, especially uh, last season, right, with that fifth and second place finish in this race, on this racetrack, uh this is the guy that shows up to the track. So 10 to 1 for Christopher Bell. I'll take a stab and hope that he he actually uh gets the top step of the podium instead of the second step this time.
1: Yeah, I'm again I'm glad you're on Kyle Busch because I do like him yet again this week. Uh and as Matt pointing out the truck odds just dropped over on Superbook. He's plus 120 in that race. So we'll talk about that later in the week. Make sure you come back. Um but Christopher Bell, I will say there is no qualifying odds this week. I understandably rod uh we absolutely fucking killed him last week on our michael mcdowell 30 to 1 so they wanted to wait till after the show so we couldn't give out another banger of a winner but uh give me christopher bell to win the poll uh, i really don't care what his odds are he is my poll, so make sure you get that in because i'm going to claim credit for it when it hits uh <laughs> otherwise i do like uh, him to you know i like i don't know i don't know if i'm sold on him winning the race uh 10 to 1 but uh, I do like the Bush pick at least. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I mean, I, like I said, I'll still
0: take a stab. I know 10 to one's not like blistering odds, but it's still pretty good for a guy that finished second in, in the fall race last year. So yeah, absolutely. I, I will take that. Um, All right. Well, that is the picks. Get out your pen and paper, everybody. We are going to go over our picks. And remember, for those of you over on the YouTube channel, you can actually see this and Yes, there is going to be, like there was last time, a bookmark in the YouTube video where you can skip straight to this. If you really don't want to listen to any part of this, uh, you can skip to it and and be there. Although I'd rather you listen because then you at least get the, the analysis that goes with it. But, hey, that's on you. I don't want to dictate how you spend your time. So, anyways, here are the picks for today's show. I started off with uh, Hendrick over Gibbs at minus 130. Cody gave you John Hunter Nemechek over Carson Hosevar at minus 110. I came back with Kyle Bush over Ryan Blaney at plus 115. Cody gave you Bubba under, which means a better finish than 14.5 at minus 115. I gave you Tyler Reddick under as well, a 10th place finish, 10.5 at minus 130. Cody gave you the number of change lead changes under 20 and a half at minus 130. I said that. The drivers to finish on the lead lap would be more than 21 and a half, so over 21 and a half at minus 115. Cody said that there would be under nine and a half drivers to lead a lap at plus 100. I gave you the combination of uh, Wallace and Bowman as top five finishers at 12 to 1. Cody gave you Harrison Burton over, sorry, worse than finish of 21 and a half at minus 110. And then he also told you to ride that Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain watermelon lift all the way to the top, whatever his top five odds, whatever his top 10 odds are, but top three for sure at plus 400, top Chevy at plus 650, uh, over or better than 10th and a half position at minus 110, and then to win the race at 18 to 1. I said Christopher Bell at 10 to 1 would win the race, Kyle Busch at 16 to 1 to win the race, and then Cody gave you William Byron at 9 to 1, Tyler Reddick at 11 to 1, and Chase Elliott at 16 to 1 to win the Pennzoil 400 from the Las Vegas Motor speedway cody whew, we made it to the end
1: in some graphic comments walter loves it better and better each week nick also says uh, great graphic let's win some money let's make sure you're checking out the youtube channel again so you can you can grab that and uh has it all in one place for you with all the picks <sighs> we're just we're full on into the cup season this is when it really starts it's so beautiful. It's just, it's beautiful, Rod.
0: I love that we just took a second to just sort of appreciate. It's just exactly like soak it going in. On. Just soak this
1: it on. is this is the first like this is where we get into the real again. Love the races the last couple weeks. I love super speedways, but this is where you can really bet on things and and find that advantage. So it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Soak it in, take it, and let's go win some money.
0: Let's go win some money. Uh All right. Well then. With that, we'll go ahead and turn you loose to go set these bets and win some money. Cody, on the way out the door, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media?
1: Yep, you can follow me on Twitter, at housegarnerscorezeeb. Rod, we did an episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast earlier this week. Uh, You know, you might be like, oh, F1, fuck those guys, right? I used to be that way too. But this isn't a couple of British guys talking about F1, right? It's just you and me with our NASCAR knowledge uh, over in the F1 scene been doing it a couple seasons now had a lot of success it's a lot of fun it is available in your nascar gambling podcast feed as well as on the youtube here at the nascar gambling podcast youtube channel so make sure you're checking out that f1 episode it's a lot of fun uh they're racing saturday morning this week so you'll have trucks on friday night f1 saturday morning xfinity saturday evening or saturday day whatever it is and then cup series on sunday it's a full weekend of racing uh man we're just here to make some money on racing beautiful we're full on into the season i love it so make sure you're checking out the f1 gambling podcast and then uh go follow the show as well on the x at nascar game
0: indeed yeah make sure you uh you check all that stuff out because again racing is racing and we love it anything that we can cover that is racing related we definitely want to uh get you all acclimated to that as well so Follow me on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bot, everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review. I've got actually some Oil odds coming out later on this week in my picks as well. Uh, you may see a couple of familiar faces, or you may see a new one, uh, depending on how I feel that day. And, uh, of course, make sure you check out The Back Road. I'm not on it this week, but Seth and Elliot got you covered, and uh, we'll carry you into Las Vegas. All right, everybody, we'll see you tomorrow where we will cover the truck or uh, I think trucks is where we'll cover. So we'll come back tomorrow with some trucks. Uh, And in the meantime, let's go racing and let it ride.